Welcome, Welcome to the D-Bronx Podcast, a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts, Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge. All right, welcome back to uh, episode two of the 2023 edition of Deep Bronx Podcast. My name is Austin. I am joined here with Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Hello, doing well. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm not actually doing well because uh, we're 0-1 in a game that we uh, all thought for sure that we were going to win. So uh, we'll dive into that a little bit more as well as looking into the pro- uh, the next game rather against the Washington Commanders. Uh, Ian's going to be joining us in a few minutes, so we'll also get his thoughts on this game as well as the next game. But before we before he joins us, I do want to just discuss with you, Kevin. Tell me a little bit, what are your main takeaways with this game? Obviously, we, we ended up losing 17 to 16. It's eerie because it's the exact same score that we ended up losing to the Seahawks in week one of last year, which is insane. And the parallels are scary. Um, but just tell me a little bit about kind of what your thoughts were and what some of your takeaways were. I know you kind of said some of them to us off the air. Uh, but uh, just go ahead and just tell me what some of your top takeaways were after watching this game. Okay. Well, I will. I have many, many thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how organized they're going to come across here, but I'll just spit spitball these as they uh, occur to me. So number one, uh, I think a lot of people did not like the onside kick at the start of the game. And when you try something risky like that and it doesn't work, people aren't going to like it. But I got to tell you, I really liked the onside kick, even knowing mm-hmm. that it didn't work. I mean, yeah, we, 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 we were it almost it. worked. It was almost a precision onside kick. It completely caught the Raiders flat-footed. Instead of going 10 yards, it was 9.75 yards, and it was touched. Otherwise, it's just a phenomenal way to start the season. But I liked it because I think it was Sean Payton's Payton's way of saying, look, there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new way of doing things. We're going to push the envelope. We're going to take some chances. We're going to do whatever it takes to win and to get this organization turned around. So yeah. I like I like the mentality of it. Now, you know, a couple things on the positive side. We had two incredibly lengthy touchdown drives. One was 75 yards. One was 86 yards. Both of them took up a chunk of time, like it's seven, sustained, eight. Sustained. Sustained drives. drives. No big chunk plays. If there's any negatives, that's one of them. We were yep. dinking and dunking and, you know, but we managed to keep moving the chains. And, uh, I mean, we didn't see much of that last year. We actually had an offense on Sunday that resembled a real NFL offense. Yeah. And I didn't Converting see that. Converting several first downs in the same drive was unheard yeah. of. We, did, we didn't see much of that last year. So that was encouraging. Um, you know, the negative, as I mentioned, like zero explosive plays. Now, I do believe that 
couple factors there. Number one, we're really thin at wide receiver. So we yeah. don't have any real deep threats to speak of. Maybe Mims is that guy, but it's a little unfair to put him in that position. He's a rookie in his first game. I also think that, that Peyton, you know, his game plan, I believe, was max protect. You know, he kept a lot of guys in the block. Uh, he wanted Russell to be clean, as clean as he could possibly be, to help build his confidence, get him into a rhythm. Uh, yeah. and, and he wanted to establish the running game. So just a ton of runs and max protection. I guess it limited mm-hmm. some of the down th- downfield throws. It just wasn't part of the game plan. Now, um, I like the running game for the most part. Both guys contributed. We kind of have a 1A, 1 and 1A again. Uh, but both these guys, I thought, played, played hard, ran hard, uh, and did their jobs. Now, people will complain about the 16 points. 16 points. That's what we averaged. Yeah. La- that's what we averaged. Sounds la- like, sounds like, sounds eerie, eerily to last year, doesn't it? It does. That's what we averaged last year. And we were number 32 out of 32 in the league in points per game. But that 16 points was very different than the 16 points we put up last year. And here's, mm-hmm. here, here's the big difference. We only had six possessions in this game. That is remarkably low. The average NFL team will have 11, somewhere between 11 and 12 possessions per game. We had six. We missed an extra point, and we missed a field goal. So in six possessions, 16 points is more than respectable. The problem was the Raiders had long, sustained drives. They did not have a single three and out. So we, yeah. just didn't, we didn't have the opportunity to score much. And when we did have the ball, no explosive plays. We were burning up a ton of clock. So, you know, we just didn't get the ball enough to score much. Now, you know, who lost us the game? Was it the offense or defense? I think, you know, both uh, share in, in the blame here, right? We get the ball back with six minutes to go. What do we do? Three and out. Three, the only three and out of the game. Only three and out of the game. We, we, we just... We blew an opportunity there with the game on the line. And then, so what do we do? We punt the ball, and Mm -hmm. we never get the ball back. The defense doesn't stop them. So this game is a reminder of the Broncos of the recent past, the last several years, where, you know, how many times have we sat there on pins and needles where we're in the game in the fourth quarter, and we pull it out? It just doesn't seem to happen very often. Not anymore. It just doesn't. So that is a sign of a team who, that lacks a collective confidence. You know, a, um, a win-at-any-cost mentality, a whatever happens during the game, good, bad, or ugly, we're going to find a way to pull this out at the end. We don't have it. Sean Payton hasn't magically instilled that into us. The only way we get there is to start pulling out some of these tight games, and then you build some confidence. And confidence breeds success. So we, yeah. are a, we are a team that will find a way to lose. Uh, and we did it again this game. We had them at home, a division rival. This is a game we needed to win. We should have won, but it didn't happen. So mm-hmm. it is disappointing. We've got to regroup, find a way to come out this week, and hopefully take care of the command. Yeah, I do want to. So I do want to cover a couple, a couple of my thoughts. I mean, I agree with most, most, most of what you're saying there. Um, but a couple, couple of my thoughts uh, are similar to yours, but to, to, to highlight some pros, 
is we're talking about we're talking about the lack of explosive offense, the lack of explosive plays, deep plays, etc. You know, I really think I don't think that it was completely out of the game plan for the Broncos to try them, but based on everything that I've heard and some of the film that I've seen, it looks like it was the Raiders' intent to take that away particularly that they were going to play soft coverages off off coverages to make Russell Wilson dink and dunk them down the offense because based on what we saw last year that was not something he was capable of doing in addition to that his career arc he's always been more of a deep passer breaks the pocket gets the ball down the field that's kind of what his career arc has been so based on what i was seeing and what i've been hearing it's not that they never had any drawn up. It's that even when they did have them drawn up, they were playing those soft, deep coverages. The pros that I have to say about this is, A, no bad decisions. When it wasn't there, Russell didn't try to force it. When it wasn't there, he accepted that it wasn't there and took the check down, okay? And I saw a couple of examples of this. I was watching uh, All Things Quarterback, All Things QB with Tim Jenkins. And he goes over like uh, he goes over some film and stuff and highlights some things. And he w- he was showing some examples of this where they were trying to draw up the deep plays and they weren't there. So Russell, instead of forcing it, would take the check down or take the the shorter play. Now there was one that he said that he was thinking, oh maybe Russell could have hit this one. Maybe should have been attacking with football a little bit more on that one. And I agree, but that that was like a lone play that was like, oh maybe he could have had it and he didn't. Um, but secondly, this is the type of gameplay, a type of offense that we haven't seen Russell Wilson successfully run to any long-term extent of like just marching down the field, long sustained drives, by the way, sustained drives that were mainly passing surprisingly, uh, our, our pass to run ratios favored the pass quite heavily. And they still were able to march down the field on both of those drives, sustain those drives. And so that, that's something to me. That tells me something that there's something that Sean Payton has been able to pull out of his game and put into his game, rather, into Russ's game, uh, that expands his capability. We already know he can roll out. We already know he can throw down the field. What we didn't know he could do is long, sustained drives with short, with short passing game and even some of those over-the-middle pass game. Uh, so that, I was very happy to see. I was very happy to see that. Everyone points at the 177 passing yards. Yeah, that's not a lot of passing yards, but it does show a version of Russ's game that we haven't been able to see done successfully before, where he wasn't forcing it. And by the way, we only had six offensive drives. It's not like you had the 10 or the 12 that you normally have in a game and then still only got 177 yards, or then you still only got 16 points. You had six offensive drives and no turnovers and was able to get 16 points. Again, should have been 20 points because you had a missed extra point and a missed field goal by Will Lutz. So you can say the offense did their part in attributing to 20 points. And if you were to extrapolate that over the course of a normal amount of drives that you generally get in a game, the average is 10 to 12. That would have been anywhere from 26 to 30 points if they had done, if they had scored at the exact same rate that they had done in this game. 
that, of course, we would be looking at that and be like, holy crap, the offense is back. But because they only had six offensive drives, in part, large in part, to your point, because the defense couldn't get off of the field, the defense couldn't get a third down stop, uh, specifically, I hate to throw him under the bus, but specifically Damari Mathis, giving up third play completion after third play, or third down completion after third down completion, um, ended up making it so we were never getting the ball back. You know, and the one time the defense got a, one of the few times the defense got a key stop to give the ball back to the offense was right before halftime where, you, we, where we had a brilliant drive to go down the field in, in two minutes and some change and score a touchdown right before the half. So I'm looking at these things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these things are vast improvements over what we said, saw, saw last year, even though the stat board may not say that there was much improvement. The stat board often doesn't take into consideration only having six drives. The stat board doesn't take into consideration a lot of things uh, that we saw. Not having Jerry Judy, having Greg Dulcich only for a little bit of the game. Dulcich went out, and by the way, he's going to miss... It sounds like multiple weeks at this point, several weeks even, potentially. Um, and that's not to, not to include the fact that we're already missing Tim Patch. We're already missing, uh, well, KJ Hamler because of his heart issue and has been what got released. Um, Jalen Virgil's not, not playing. Um, so when you take all these things into consideration... I'm just I'm 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 impressed by the fact that we were able to do anything, right? I'm impressed that we were able to sustain these drives and score at a rate that would have you know, would have projected across a no- again, six offensive drives, by the way, that is the fewest amount of offensive drives the Broncos have had since 2000. Brian Greasy era, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That's the last time we only had six drives and I think that was I think Maybe, I think it was maybe seven. Whatever. Uh, I'd have to look at the number again. But that, that's, that's saying something. We would have had, if, an, if we had an average, not a high number of drives, but an average number of drives, we would have been 26 to 30 points. So anyways, those are my, those are my positives. Um, uh, and obviously, <laughs> Patrick Sertan is an absolute monster. Um, the way he locked down on Devontae Adams, just insane uh while adams was or or while sertan was in coverage on adams adams had two catches for 11 yards and sertan had three deflections (laughs) um the rest of it was was attacking his own coverage or something like that where it wasn't sertan directly covering him um yeah the one thing that the thing go ahead go ahead yeah a couple things number one yeah i i liked the fact that you know Russell appeared to make good decisions he played with poise and confidence you expect this out of a guy who's been in the league as long as he has uh but obviously we didn't see much of it last year so you know kudos to Sean Payton I mean he had a game plan together and he had a good game plan offensively and you mentioned this a couple times last year Austin it kind of stuck in my brain scheme players open Peyton schemed guys open, schemed guys open. It's not like Russell was threading the needle or just dropping dimes. I mean, guys were open. So he became a really effective game manager. Part of being a good game manager is making good decisions and being accurate. So he, he delivered, but man, oh man, Peyton put him in a good 
position. And unfortunately, Russell didn't find himself in many good positions last year. And the other thing I would yeah. tell you, I, the, the, the game was really lost in the third quarter. You know, and, and this is where, yeah, this is on Russell. This is on the head coach. We get the ball first and eight at the eight-yard line in the third quarter. We're up uh, 13 to 10, first and eight. At first and, yeah, first and goal, sorry. First and goal on the eight-yard line. We don't, we don't punch it in. We get a field goal. We punch yeah. that in. We go up 20 to 10. I really don't believe the Raiders come back. At best, they come back and maybe they get, it, get us into overtime. But the game was lost right there. And, and these are the type of sequences that have defined this team's run of mediocrity over the last many seven years now. We haven't been in the playoffs. First and, go- first and goal, tight game. At home, you have to punch it in. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. You have to punch it in. Again, the offense wasn't perfect um, by no means. I just wanted to hi- highlight those uh, positives, but you're, but you're right. In that situation, that's a situation that you have to punch it in. That's what winning teams are going to do. They're going to punch it in when they're given that opportunity to do so. Um, so you got to do it there, and I, I completely agree with you. Um, a few last notes, a few a few more notes that I want to want to touch on, uh, kind of to the negative. I would say to the negative. I'm not the sky is not falling. We're not we're not here saying all hope is lost, but some some things that have to be said to the negative is the Raiders are not a good team. They're not a good roster. You could argue they got worse in the offseason, not better. They lost Darren Waller, uh, Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo is at best a lateral move it may be a slight downgrade in my opinion um and it sounded like leading up to this game the the team was somewhat in shambles <laughs> like you had the, everything going on with Chandler Jones you had Devonte Adams talking the offseason about how he doesn't like this offense he doesn't like what McDaniels is doing he, they're saying these things out loud of course the whole thing with Josh Jacobs and uh and how he was holding out like it seemed like the team in general was in shambles um, and so to lose that game against a team that is bad, like objectively not a good team at home, that that's a little concerning. That's certainly concerning. And the defense doesn't lack talent except, and I was saying this in the off season, which we didn't do a lot of podcasts in the off season. So. I can't really say it was on record, but just in discussions, I think, with, with you guys. Um, Damari Mathis, I like him as a player, but he is not a true number two. And I was saying in the offseason, as the offseason was going on, everyone was talking about how, oh, we got a great number two. We don't, that we don't have a hole in, at the number two corner spot. Um, and maybe that will end up being true. But I'll tell you what, this game was absolutely <clears throat> atrocious, and it's just this further solidified my belief that I had in the offseason that Damari Mathis was a developmental player more suited for the slot that did not adequately fill that number two corner role. Um, especially when you consider, especially when you consider um, the fact that he um, is playing opposite of PS2, you got to have a really good guy out there. Now I, w- we have some good news. It looks like uh, 
Ian has been able to join us, and so we're gonna we're gonna get some of his his thoughts on this game as well. <laughs> Ian, why don't you go ahead? Finally, 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 <laughs> finally, it worked out the kinks. Microsoft, gotta right. love them. Um, not yeah, w- uh, kind of like the coattail on what you're saying about Mathis. I mean, I mean, he got just tore up by Myers. He just got tore up. Um, yep. yeah, he is. I, I, he's he he should not be the guy that's. Um, opposite of PS2. There, I mean, I mean, we got the rookie Riley. That's you know, it's gonna come off the injury and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah uh, overall, I mean, like you know, I'll, I'll I'll keep this one short. So overall, I for a loss that was the most enjoyable loss that I've seen because I saw way. Russell Wilson play like Russell Wilson he looked a lot more like Russell Wilson, especially on his touchdown pass. And that was exactly. I mean, that one to 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 little to little. To uh, little Humphrey, <laughs> little Jordan. I like that guy. Little jo- little little Jordan. I like that and guy. And then Sutton. I mean Sutton's. Sutton's oh, Sutton. I mean, it's almost Sutton's the same pass. in the back of the end zone. There was. <laughs> oh, it was a, it was a good. It was I mean, a good, especially to not yeah. step out of bounds on that. I thought it was incredible. Oh yeah, for sure. It was super close, dude. Uh, I liked I liked the uh, I liked what Pookie was doing. Um, awesome because he came off that injury or you know or whatever. Obviously, PS two shut down uh Adams. Um so uh, you know like you know it's kind of weird like last year we lost 17 to 16 and we lose 17 to 16 this year. Um mm-hmm. what we're saying. It's kind of Yeah, but um I'm overall uh happy about the team. Uh, especially yeah, the only the only thing that really kind of sucks is you're probably going to have you're not going to have Dolchit for like 6 weeks. That's a big loss. That's a real it's big a loss. It's a big loss. That is a big loss, and I don't know how we're going to replace it. Obviously, Albert O uh, was the other guy who had the athleticism. We don't have an athletic tight end. That is gone. I'll tell you what. No, Chapman no, is the most unathletic person I think I've ever seen catch. No, no, we got we yeah we got we got three blocking tight ends. That's not so even. I, got, I'm like, not like got, I'm not. We got we got an O line. He's just that is. I mean that that should have been a first down that he caught. I wonder if like I wonder if like <laughs> Albert O is just like you dumb bastards. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, his situation is better, you know for sure. The team that he's on now, um, although he he'd probably be <laughs> our sure. main pass catching tight end now. But moving on, I I yeah. you know I do want to um, also just kind of just highlight a couple like big plays that could have should have would have been. Um, Philip Dorsett, mm. don't step out of bounds. Know where you're at, dude. That's a long dude. touchdown. That's an explosive that touchdown. Long, that would that would have been a touchdown. That would have been a long sure. touchdown, and we wouldn't be talking about the lack of explosive plays right now. We wouldn't be talking about the lack of points right now. Second thing, it ended up being touchdown later in the drive anyway, so it worked out. But you had Cortland Sutton drawing a pass interference flag. That could have been without the without the tug, without the tackle. That is yeah. uh that is a likely long touchdown pass in the end zone. So I, you know, I know it, I know the narrative now is we don't have any playmakers without Judy and I would say we're we thin do. on playmakers without Jerry Judy, but I don't think it's a complete lack. It's I, yeah. all across the NFL and offenses were slow getting started. Um so th- that was not specifically a Broncos thing. Offenses across the board. We're thin at kicker. That's where we're thin at. We're pretty. Offenses across the board were pretty. Pretty slow starting uh, in week one, and that that happens a lot of years. Um, but 
The hope is Jared Judy's going to come back. The hope is that we're, I don't know what we're going to do at tight end. That I don't know. I don't have the answer to that question. But let's move on, okay? We're, we're keeping this episode pretty pretty tight and short real quick uh, for, this, for this week. So let, let's dive in just real quick into the game against the Commanders, okay? It is another home game, so it's an immediate shot at redemption for the home crowd, okay? For the home, uh, you know, the, the narrative of, of being a good home team. The immediate shot at redemption. Yeah. Now, the Commanders didn't look good, but they did win. They didn't look good, but they did beat the Cardinals in week one. Uh, Sam Howell is one of those players where he, he wants to play hero ball a lot of the time, so he's, there's going to be plays in a game that, that he makes that are just incredible game-changing plays in the commander's favor, and he's also going to make game-changing plays that, that hurt command. And so that's some of my takeaways. They have a great great set of receivers. You have t- uh, Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Curtis Samuel. You got good running backs, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Um, tight end, a little thin. They do have Logan Thomas, but we'll see how good he actually yeah. is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about this game? I mean, I know that I think we all picked this as a win last week. Uh, have our tunes changed on this game? No, not really. I don't think. Uh, I mean, when you when you just actually talked about Sam Howell, I felt like you were talking about. I really thought you were talking about uh, Carson Wentz. number number twenty two on our team. Oh, Kareem will, Jackson. Yeah, that will you know like will save a game. Or blow it. Oh, that I just want to say real quick. <laughs> I'm so that hit was. Mm. It sucks <laughs> because what is the defense supposed to do? And they Nothing. they were I think it was Todd Davis was describing it. Todd Davis was describing yeah. it. He's like when you are when you're squaring up to hit somebody, they're already low. You guys are at eye level, and they decide to go yeah. lower. You, it's too late for you to adjust to that. Oh, I'm not even mad at Kareem Jackson. No, I'm not at all. As soon as I'm I saw it, like, as soon as I saw it, like, I saw it happen. I was like, oh. Corner blew over. the coverage, and Dr- Jackson had to try and make a play to save the game. Yeah. As I don't soon as that happened, I was whatsoever. like, game's over, bro. I don't blame him whatsoever. But, but, yeah, but, but moving on. Okay. We're at Washington. Yeah. Game. Washington came. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, well, you got, you got, you got scary, scary Terry. Uh, he's still a little banged up, like kind of like Judy. We'll probably see Judy this this next week. So. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so I think we're gonna be a little bit better. Uh, hopefully, I think they're you know just they just had to work out their kinks that first game. Just work out the kinks. New coaching staff, injuries, getting some people people back, losing a couple cats. Um. So I'm hoping, you know, it's it's the commanders. I mean, if we lose, I mean, come on. We really should. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'll say this. Um, if we are going to win this game, pass rush has to do something. We blitzed at the third highest rate in the league in week one, and we had the absolute lowest pressure percentage in the entire NFL. That that can't happen. That can't happen. That's, Van- that's, that's Vance Joseph. Yeah. Yep. Kevin, do you have any thoughts on uh what well, let me ask, have your has your tune changed on this Washington game? It, not so much. I mean, I actually think the Broncos, by and large, acquitted themselves pretty well uh, against a mediocre team, the Raiders. Um, and you know, we're playing another mediocre 
team at home. Uh, I expect yeah. us to win this game. I expect us to bounce back. I think it's going to be a tight game. Hey, the commanders are every bit as good as we are. They've been better than, than we've been over the last couple of years. So, you yeah. know, uh, there's no reason to, to feel that uh, we're playing an inferior p- opponent um, until we can start putting together a string of victories. No one's inferior to us right now. But, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to believe that we're going to lose back-to-back games at home. I, I think we come out, we find a way to win this one. Then we have to hit the road against the Dolphins, which is going to be a really, really tough place to play. Oh, man. They showed how just yep. insane their offense is. Good Lord. Yeah, that's that terrifying. Was unbelievable numbers. <laughs> that was insane. Tyreek Hill would have had 216. That was definitely the most entertaining game of the week. <laughs> if you want to go just pure entertainment value. It was just fun to watch the Chargers blow another game. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. We love it. It, it. it never fails. That is, it doesn't matter who's coaching that team, who owns them. It's the same old Chargers. It, it man. is the constant. It is the constant that is the Chargers. Uh, I got three keys, kind of three keys in my game uh, in, for the Broncos to win this game. Uh, do, you, do you weigh heavily on bounce back performances? And that is number one, the Damari Mathis has to bounce back. That's number one. Damari <laughs> Mathis has to bounce back because. Both Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel are both better than Jacoby Myers. Both of them are better than Jacoby Myers. So 100%. you have to have a bounce-back performance. I thought Usain Bassey was excellent in this game. He, he quieted Hunter Renfrew like he wasn't even there. He literally Agreed. Yeah, that's why you never heard there. his name. Um, so Damari Mathis has to have a bounce-back game. Number two, just touched on it. The defense has to get pressure on the quarterback you cannot have a game where the quarterback i don't care if it's a rookie or if it's a veteran and sam howell is ineffectively a rookie i know it's technically his second year you have to get pressure on him. this is a young quarterback you can rattle him if you get pressure to him you yeah, have guys to have a play two games there yep yeah. and then the last thing is the kicking game will lutz <laughs> another bounce back you have to bounce back you have to make your field goals if you let if you let it if you let that performance linger and start missing more extra points, start missing more uh field goals, first of all, you're gonna make Sean Payton look real bad uh because he traded for you. Uh he let Brett Maurer mm. go and traded for you. Secondly, Broncos are gonna be in the market for another kick. So one, Damari Mathis, bounce back. Two, get a pass rush. Three, kicking game has to succeed. And Anything else you guys want to add to that? Yeah, let me jump in real quick. One thing that we yeah. didn't touch on was how good our run defense was against the Raiders. Josh oh, Jacobs yes. led oh, yeah. the NFL in rushing Excellent. last year. We completely bottled him up. He averaged two. Most of it against yards. us. Yes, but but he averaged two point five yards a carry. That needs to be highlighted. Great run defense. You're if right. We, if we come with that kind of defense every week, then then we're gonna force them into passing situations uh, and make the other teams one-dimensional, which generally speaking, you're going to win those battles, but we didn't (laughs) against the the Raiders. So, um, and especially against a rookie quarterback that plays right into our our hands. Yeah, and that's a good highlight because you you, you saw in this game, uh, it was, the run defense was so good, you're forcing them into third and average, third and five or longer most of the time, but then it was Myers getting a first down because it's the Barry Mathis covering. <laughs> you know, you were getting into favorable situations with your defense, and then there was that pass to 
just target Mathis wherever Mathis is at. That was the game plan at this point. So bounce back. And I was Mathis thinking about and keep that keep that run defense going. Absolutely. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this with the the kicker situation. Like Lutz hasn't been great for the last like three years. Yep. Brett Maher is a better kicker. I mean, uh, I mean, better recently, tra- more recently. Yep. We're all gonna trash him for the one game, which is like the most ridiculous game of all time for a kicker. Where you're like, oh my god, playoff five missed kicks. I mean, he's gonna get. I mean, I, I mean, nobody's ever gonna remember him for like making the kicks. They're gonna always remember him for missing the kick. But technically, at this time right now, I think he's a better kicker than Will Lutz is. Very debatable. Yeah, point, but I, I think mean, so. I think so. So real quick, as we close up, I just want to get quick take. Are we changing our prediction, Kevin? Not after one week. I mean, the, the, you, week one, every single year in the F- NFL is filled with anomalies. I, us losing at home to the Raiders, I wouldn't exactly call it an anomaly, but I'm not going to you know, completely change or even modify my outlook for the year. I still think this is potentially a 9-10 win team. And again, that's that's rooted in the confidence I have in our head coach. Now, undermining my confidence is a growing list of key injuries. Here, here we go down this path again, and then everything's out the window. We're going to have to re- remain reasonably healthy, and if we do, this team will find a way to win nine or ten games. And Ian, I I agree. Uh, I mean, this is what I think about it. I mean, like it, it is week one. I mean, we just watched. The Cowboys beat the Giants forty to nothing. Uh, so if the Cowboys can do that, you know we we can bounce right back. As the Cowboys aren't doing that again against anybody in that division or anywhere else in the league. That team's not stacked offensively. They are stacked defensively, but um, but I think that uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I like I said, I. I was very encouraged by what I saw from the offense. That's, I was discouraged by the defense, but encouraged by the offense. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we still win this game. Um, I am more concerned than I was last week. <laughs> um, a little bit, a little bit, just because I did think that we were gonna improve to the point of winning the game against the Raiders. Uh, but there was yeah. some improvement versus what we saw last year. So hopefully that continues and uh, we see the fruits of that this week. So, um, so yeah, so that's going to do it for us. So uh, as always, thank you for listening. Um, from Ian, from Kevin, from myself, this has been Deep Bronx Podcast. We'll hope to speak with you next week after a win. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Deep Bronx Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.